book of uh, 1 Kings. 1 Kings chapter number 18. Now, I have a message on this particular chapter that I'm praying the coming months the Lord will let me preach it. So I don't want to go in too much detail and really preach that sermon tonight. Uh, but uh, you, you, you very well know this passage. 1 Kings 18 ranks right up there uh, with John 3, uh, 1 Samuel 17, uh, Numbers 13. Uh, Joshua 24, of memorable passages of Scripture. And um, we're going to pick up tonight in verse number 17. Uh, it hasn't rained in three years, and uh, God went to Ahab, said it's not going to rain until the Lord says so, and uh, he'll send me word when it's going to. And uh, after, this, after such a time, Ahab... Uh, the king of Israel has sent out to find Elijah. And the Lord let Elijah know that. And uh, he ran into Obadiah. And Ahab uh, went and got, or Obadiah went and got Ahab and brought him back to meet Elijah. And we find uh, their uh, communication begins in verse 17. And it came to pass, when Ahab saw Elijah, that Ahab said unto him, Art thou he that troubleth Israel? Truth is, Ahab was the one that brought trouble to Israel uh, because of his uh, worship of false gods, his wife Jezebel, uh, and everything that they had done to turn the hearts of the people of Israel away from God. Uh, so it's often funny how such individuals sees those who are righteous, those who stand for the Lord, as the troublemakers. Uh, but Elijah was not the troublemaker, and he answered as such in verse 18. He says, I have not troubled Israel, but thou and thy father's house, and that ye have forsaken the commandments of the Lord, and thou hast followed Balaam. Now therefore send and gather to me all Israel unto Mount Carmel. And the prophets of Baal, 450, and the prophets of the groves, 400, which eat at Jezebel's table. And Ahab sent unto all the children of Israel and gathered the prophets together unto Mount Carmel. And Elijah came unto all the people and said... How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him not a word. Then said Elijah unto the people, I, even I only, remain a prophet of the Lord. But Baal's prophets are four hundred and fifty men. Let them therefore give us two bullocks. And let them choose one bullock for themselves, and cut it in pieces, and lay it on wood, and put no fire under. 
And I will press the other bullock and lay it on wood and put no fire under. And call ye on the name of your gods. And I will call in the name of the Lord. And the God that answereth by fire, let him be God. And all the people answered and said, It is well spoken. And Elijah said unto the prophets of Baal, Choose you out one bullock for yourselves and dress it first. For ye are many. And call on the name of your gods, but put no fire under. And they took the bullock which was given them, and they dressed it. Called on the name of Baal from morning even until noon, saying, O Baal, hear us. But there was no voice, nor any that answered. And they leaped upon the altar which was made. And it came to pass at noon that Elijah mocked them and said, Cry aloud, for he is a god. Either he is talking, or he is pursuing, or he is in a journey, or peradventure he sleepeth, and must be awaked. And they cried aloud, cut themselves after their manner with knives and lancets, till the blood gushed out upon them. And it came to pass when midday was past, and they prophesied until the time of the offering or the evening sacrifice, that there was neither voice nor any to answer, nor any that regarded. And Elisha said unto, unto the people, Come near unto me. And all the people came near unto him, and he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. And Elijah took twelve stones, according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, unto whom the word of the Lord came, saying, Israel shall be thy name. And with the stones he built an altar, in the name of the Lord. And he made a trench about the altar as great as would contain two measures of seed. He put the wood in order, cut the bullock in pieces, and laid him on the wood and said, Fill four barrels with water and pour it on the burnt sacrifice and on the wood. And he said, Do it the second time. And they did it the second time. And he said, Do it the third time. And they did it the third time. And the water ran about the altar. And he filled the trench also with water. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel and that I am thy servant and that I have done all these things at thy word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that thou art the Lord God, and that thou hast turned their heart back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell, and consumed the, burnt, consumed the burnt sacrifice, and the wood, and the stones, and the dust, and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces, and they said, The Lord, he is the God. The Lord, he is the God. And Elijah said unto them, Take the prophets of Baal, let not one of them escape. They took them, and Elijah brought them down to the brook Kishon and slew them there. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word tonight. And I pray that you will challenge us, challenge our faith tonight as we gather together. And I pray that you'll hear us when we pray. That you will hear us when we call out to, to your name. 
and that we ask things in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and that we pray tonight believing that all things are possible with you. Lord, help our, help our prayer requests tonight not to be shallow, not to just be names that we put on a piece of paper or something that we mention for just a moment just so that we have something to say. Help us, Lord, to pray fervently. Help us to pray earnestly. Help us to pray with anticipation that you will hear us and that you will do for us, Lord, and among us something that is greatly worthy of praise to your name. I pray that you'll help us tonight to walk closely to you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. So we have here this well-known passage. Elijah the prophet comes to the people of Israel. Ahab calls him a troublemaker and he says, I'm not the troublemaker. You who are directing people away from God, you're the troublemakers. All right? I'm just trying to, help. I'm just trying to get people back to God. That's what, that's what Elijah's ministry was, is to get people back to the Lord. And sometimes people have to go through some things in order for that to happen. Sometimes, sometimes the rain falls on the just, and it also falls on the unjust. And sometimes, Don, the drought comes upon the just and upon the unjust. Sometimes those things happen. God is trying to get the attention of the people of Israel. And so they've gone through some time where there, have been, there has not been a drop of rain. And Ahab comes and he's wanting to find Elijah and he's wanting that to change. And Elijah just came to him and the most important thing for him was not for the rain to come. Although it would come by the end of the chapter. The important thing for him was to draw the hearts of the people back to God. And so Elijah told Ahab, gather all the people together. Even get, even get your assembly of prophets, the Baal prophets, and gather them together. And we're going, we're going, to, we're going to see God work in a way that only God can work. All right? And he puts himself out there, all right? He's not tempting God by any means, but he is putting himself out there to the point that he wants, he wants God to do something that is God-sized, all right? It's not, Lord, bless our food just for this moment, although that's good. And it's not, Lord, bless our day, though that is a good prayer art. That's, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. But, but Elijah is wanting everyone to see and everyone to know that the God that he serves and worships is a mighty big God. All right? And so he is willing to put himself out there, not even privately, but he's willing to put himself out there publicly. Okay? And so he gathers them together and he gets the people and the first thing he does is address the people. And he says, listen... Listen, who is God? And the people just sit there silently. I mean, they, they, they have heard for years their, their tradition, their worship of God, the God of Israel, the God Jehovah. They, they know him. They know them from his forefathers. But they've also been introduced through all their lifetimes different gods, false gods. And, and there's a difference between religion 
and worshiping the one true God. Are you with me? There's plenty, the world is filled with religions. There's a difference between religion and a relationship, okay? And so he gathers them together, and he says, he says, he says, who is God? And look there in verse number 20. He says, how long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, then follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. Stop this wishy-washy movement, all right? One, in one moment, you're worshiping God Jehovah. You're worshiping it for us, the Lord Jesus Christ. The next moment, you're a part of this world, and you're worshiping the God of this world, all right? And you're, you're kind of in between the, in, where, you're, where your worship and your heart lies. And the people answered him. They were quiet. They answered him not a word. They didn't say amen. They didn't say who God was. They didn't say who they were following. They didn't come to the altar and pray. They just stayed put and they just stayed silent. And they kept everything to themselves. And so Elijah just comes and he says, all right, this is what we're going to do. You get your prophets together, 450 of them, and uh, we're going to get two bullocks. Each one of us is going to get one, and we're going to dress the bullock, and we're going to offer it. We're going to lay it on wood, and we're not going to put any fire on it, and we're going to call on the name of our gods, and the God that would answer by fire, let him be God. And all the people answered and said, well, that sounds good with me. It's well spoken. Let's do it, all right? And the 450 bell prophets, they took up the challenge. And so they, they made their offering, they laid it out, and they began to call upon their God. And they did it from morning to noon. And they got up and they, they stood up on the altar, they began to leap, they began to shout, they began to get loud, but their God wouldn't answer. Amen? And so by, by, by noon, by lunchtime, Elijah says, hey... Why don't you yell a little bit louder? Maybe, maybe your God is busy. Maybe he's listening to someone else. Maybe he's talking to someone else. Maybe you just need to shout a little bit louder. And so they did from, more, from, 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 from lunch all the way till the evening sacrifice. And they prayed and they began to cut their flesh. And blood was, their own blood was shed upon their offering. But no fire fell. And then Elijah comes in, and he's preparing the evening sacrifice. And he lays out the wood, and he places his offering upon the wood, and he digs a trench around the altar, and he begins to pour four barrels. He tells the servants to pour four barrels of water upon the, upon the wood. Now, you don't have to be much of a camper to know this. Wet wood don't burn. Amen? I remember as a young teenage boy, and uh, I was never taught that. And I just thought we would go camp. We'd just find a piece of ground out by the river, and we would just camp out. And uh, thankfully no one ever run us off, and, and uh, we had us a good time. But we needed firewood, so what we did is we'd cut down a tree and try to burn the tree. It don't burn that way. Green wood don't burn. Wet wood doesn't burn, Art, you know? He poured four barrels of water on it, and then he says, you know what? Go, get a, go, get, go do it a second time. 
And they poured four more barrels. And he says, let's do, let's do it a third time. And they go and they pour four more barrels. That's 12 barrels of water upon that wood and upon that, uh, that bullock that was uh, there and upon the, the altar. And, and the water came and it flowed around the, the trench that was round about the altar. And he began to pray. Miss Anita began to pray for the fire to fall. Right? He didn't, he didn't ask, Darren, he didn't ask God, God, give me some matches. He didn't start rubbing two pieces of wood together. He just began to pray, God, send the fire. All right? And the Lord sent the fire. Now, sometimes in the Bible, the Lord sent the fire and it wasn't a good thing. Turn over to, uh, turn over to Numbers chapter 11 with me. In Genesis 19, verse 24, God sent fire to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. In Leviticus chapter 10, and verse 2, he sent the fire, Nadab and Abihu, which was Aaron's sons, they offered up strange fire unto the Lord, and he sent a fire to consume them. In Numbers 16, verse 35, 250 princes who gathered together against Moses, they offered, they offered incense, and the fire of the Lord consumed them. In Numbers 11, look here in verse number 1. And when the people complained, it displeased the Lord, and the Lord heard it, and his anger was kindled. And the fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed them that were in the uttermost parts of the camp. And the people cried unto Moses, and then Moses prayed unto the Lord, and the fire was quenched. And he called the name of the place Tiberah, because the fire of the Lord burnt among them. What do we have to complain about? What do we have to murmur against the Lord about? But I find ourselves, a lot of times, we're complaining. We're discontent. We're disturbed. We're distressed. We find... We find we, we find reasons to question God. We even go to the so far as to find fault with God at times. And we question God on what he may be doing. And sometimes we get ourselves together with a group of people who are, are like-minded with us and we're a little frustrated. We begin to murmur against the Lord. That's a dangerous place to be. It's a dangerous place to be. What do we got to complain about? What do we got to murmur against the Lord about? They would complain. They would murmur because they thought in their minds they had it better in Egypt than they had underneath the hand and blessing of God. How, how quick we are to forget what our life was like without the Lord. Amen? How quick we are to forget. And how slow we are to find reason to praise God. Praise ought to, ought to come off our lips in a hurry. There ought, to be, there ought to always be a reason for us to praise the Lord for something, right? And yet, many times when we pray, our prayer is concerning some need that we have, Steve. 
It's a need that we have. That's the reason why we're praying. We, we're praying because we have a need. When we should also be spending time God uh, praising God, right? Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That's the reason to praise him right there. You know why, James? Because he's our Father. That's a pretty good reason, right? Our, uh, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Before, he, before the Lord in his model prayer that he gave to the, to the apostles, before he even told them to ask for anything, they were to be praising the Lord. Hallowed be thy name. And they were also to be in a place where thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But we're very quick to pour out our needs to the Lord, but not very quick to pour out our praise to the Lord. Now, Elijah, Elijah's desire was for the kingdom to come. Back in 1 Kings 18, his desire was for the people to know his God, for the people to have a relationship with his God, for them to say that, that Elijah's God is the true God. He is the Lord. And so he, he goes before the Lord and the water is running about the altar and it's filled the trench. And you get to verse 36. And at the time of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day Thou art God in Israel. And that I am thy servant, and that I have done all these things at thy word. That's his threefold prayer request. He's praying, one, that, that, that everyone, let it be known this day that thou art God. He says in verse 37, Hear me, O Lord. Hear me that this people may know that thou art the Lord God and that thou hast turned their heart back again. It's a big prayer request. Why, why is it a big prayer request? Because he wants everyone to see how big his God is, Craig. He wants, he wants, he wants people to hear him pray and he's praying in such a way that they know if God answers, he alone is God. Amen? And that people would be drawn to his God. Right? And sometimes our prayer, our prayer life is just... I'm not saying that it's not quality. But I'm saying that it's too comfortable. It's too cozy. We're asking for the blessing of God. But we want that in the comfortable way that we live our life. Amen? We, we want to see people get saved. But we really want them to come ask us how to be saved. Right? We, 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 we pray within our comfort zone. Lord, we know that we need you. But I don't want to be in a place where I'm where I'm drowning if you don't. Amen? That, that's a different place. So he's praying big prayer. 
And he says, I, I want you to answer because I want everyone to know that you're God in Israel. And then two, I, I want everyone to know that I'm your servant, that I follow you. People can call me a troublemaker, Elijah's thinking here. Uh, Ahab can think of me what he wants to think, but by the, time, by the time I end my prayer, I want him to know that I am your servant and that I follow you. And then three, he wants everyone to know that I've done all these things at thy word. That really, I am submissive to the will of God. I'm submissive to the word of God. I'm submissive to the power of God. It's, it's not me that is able to do this. I'm just following the will of God, and I'm wanting to see the power of God. And so he, he cries out, hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that thou art the Lord God, and that thou hast turned their heart back again. And without even saying amen, the fire of the Lord fell, consumed the burnt sacrifice, and the wood, and the stones, and the dust, and licked up the water that was in the trench. I remember as an eight-year-old little boy, uh, we moved to a, uh, we moved to a, a trailer lot on uh, 115 Champaign Drive in Moores Mill, Alabama. And uh, it was a new lot. The road was covered with a big, large creek. Like creek, I mean creek, it's not creek gravel. I wouldn't call it gravel because they were too big. It's just big old rocks. And... Uh, uh, one one day, one day, my my brother and I we had this we had this idea that we was going to stack all those rocks in the middle of the road, and let some car come run over them as he went around the curve. And uh, we did it about three forty five in the afternoon, and uh, we heard a vehicle coming, so we ran and hid. hid. And it happened to be my daddy's pickup truck coming home from work. Yeah. Yeah, I learned I was a sinner that day. <clears throat> he had us pick up every rock in the yard. I kid you not. And it used to be a, used to be a field. And we picked up rocks after rocks after rocks. And we had to burn some brush. He burned the brush. And I hated those rocks so much, Darren, I threw them in the fire. I never wanted to see them again. That's when I learned rocks don't burn. It was just another pile that I had to pick up later after they cooled down. <laughs> in 1 Kings 18, the rocks burned. Do you see that? He, he said the wood, uh, the the... The fire consumed the burnt sacrifice, it consumed the wet wood, it consumed the stones, it consumed the dust, it licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces, and they did not say, O oh, great Elijah. They said, The Lord, He is the God. Amen?
our hearts should always be at a place where we want to see God get the glory for it. All right? And if they see God work, if they see God answer our prayers, if they see God hear us, they'll know who we serve. But we don't deserve any credit for it. It was God who did it. Amen? When we're in a public place, I love to ask Clay to pray. Because Clay never, never prays quietly. And he never prays short. He prays out loud. And he prays a quality prayer. Are you with me? And I say that because we're not in a place, we're in a place where it's very easy to bow your head, say your prayer, and raise your head and be on. When, pray, when Clay prays, you're going you're gonna to sit there. Not, not for a long time. I'm not talking about where it's too long, where it's just, all right, son, that's enough. It's long enough. You with me? It's long enough. And I always like that. Now, don't tell him I said that because I don't want him to know that. I want his heart to stay innocent. Okay? But our prayers aren't to draw attention to ourselves, but our prayers ought to be drawing attention to God. Amen? And we ought to get a little bit bold in our prayers. We need to pray believing God's going to answer. You've got to believe God's going to answer. You've got to anticipate that God's going to answer. You don't say, you don't say, whoever's God sends the fire down, that's God. You don't, you don't say that if you don't believe God can answer it. Right? So it requires faith. And you got to believe God can hear it. God can do big things. God can do big things. Bigger than what we really spend time praying for. And so I'm, I'm challenging myself. Don't, don't just pray simple, small prayers. Those are good. Those get us through daily life. But don't be afraid to ask God to do something that is so big. That if he doesn't, I'm going to look pretty foolish. Amen? God can. I believe God can. I know God can. When we go to him in prayer, we got to trust that he can. So, whatever it is, dream big. Let God get glory for it. Let people know that you serve the Lord and that you are praying and you are living and you are doing these things according to the word of God. And let God send the fire down. Amen? I'd rather see God send the fire because it's an answer to my prayer than for God to send the fire because of my murmurings and my complainings and my whinings. Amen to that.
Amen to that. Let's spend some time together praying tonight, okay?